for me, radio and then doing therapy and there was all these other things, I was able to focus on doing life coaching after I let that goal go and I've never regretted it. But at the Until time... they said, hey, Courtney, by the way, the fill-in host has been to Castro. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome again to another episode of Coping on the Couch. I am Courtney Kelly Bedard. I'm a licensed therapist. And Ben DeCastro is alongside today. Usually we have Brian Mulhern in here. And he has been a longtime therapy client. And together we have always worked on trying to decrease the stigma around mental health. Brian and I do a lot of work with wellness. And we want to encourage people to seek help when they need it. And we also present different perspectives in the podcast. One from the therapist side, one from the client side, and we usually pick a different topic each week to go back and forth on. But we do have Ben in the house Hello, today. Yes. Welcome, welcome. The last time you were absent, I tried to be the therapist, but it worked out miserably. <laughs> you can go back and check out all the check past episodes. There's a lot of great topics yeah. in there. Uh, you've done over 100 of these things, which mm-hmm. is great. And this was born out of the pandemic when you really had people reaching out that needed mm-hmm. that kind of help. And now with all the attention on mental health, this is something great that you do. Yes. So what are we talking about today? So today, I think thought for mental health, I think it's really important to live an authentic life. It's mm-hmm. important to live your values. Sometimes we push that aside and it can increase our anxiety, our depression, because if we're not living truly the way that we need to, that's going to make us happy, then that can be a problem for our mental health and also just how we interact with the world. I think it's really important for us to take a pause sometimes and figure out what are our goals? What do we want out of life? We have a lot of fears. Our brain is programmed to keep us safe. And so sometimes we're going for our goals. Of course, that's stepping out into the unknown. That's uncertainty. So we get afraid and that's totally normal. But our brain will stop things certain times and say, no, no, you don't need to do that. Let's just play it safe and stay small and stay in this box. But that prevents us from living big and stepping out into our power. So we need to learn techniques to be able to say, hey, our brain does this naturally, but that doesn't mean that we need to listen to it all the time. Sometimes we need to override that. And also there's things that we can do with goal setting that can help us to address what it is we need to do and address those barriers. So you've been doing this mental health thing for quite some time. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you're licensed, you have your own clients, and obviously people can always reach out to you directly. But when you're talking to clients, when you're evaluating and listening to them, what are some of the warning signs that they're maybe subconsciously talking about or saying, or what patterns are they seeing that you recognize and say, mm-hmm. well, this is exactly what you're talking about, yeah. and helping them to recognize it? Because at some point, you're seeing something from a different view that they're not seeing. Right. And so, just being aware. Right. Yeah. Exactly. What is it that you see commonly that people don't realize it, but this mm-hmm. is truly helping them connect this? Well, what I do is I ask them about how they talk to themselves. What's their self-talk? Are they always beating themselves up? Are they always saying, oh, forget it. I can't do that. Why would I think that I could do that? Because a lot of times we will have an idea in our head. We're like, oh, we get so jazzed and excited about it. And then the little critical voice pops up and says, oh, who do you think you are? Oh, that's not going to go well. Oh, don't even bother. And so we have to address that and say, hey, in coaching, we used to call it the gremlin voice. That little gremlin, we need to turn the volume down because the difference between people who are successful and people who are holding back is not the fact that 
the successful people don't have those gremlin voices because they do, but they've learned how to turn them down. They've learned how to say, hey, thank you for your advice, but right now I don't need to listen to it. So I think the first thing is awareness about what you're telling yourself and also what limits you're putting on yourself. I can think of no greater example, especially now in September when football season practically has started. Mm -hmm. You see these athletes of the likes of Tom Brady or a Mac Jones or these different quarterbacks where they make mistakes in the game. Mm-hmm. And they have to turn down that gremlin voice to zero because they'll lose the game. They won't recover. They don't have the time because the clock is ticking. Mm -hmm. And they are able to keep moving forward, evaluate it later. I can't think of a greater example of that because you really do have it. And okay, those are very successful people Mm -hmm. in many different accounts. Is the gremlin voice good at some point to go back and review? Mm -hmm. Or are you saying to mute it completely? Well, the thing is, like I said, you can't get rid of it completely it will be with you and this is normal and I think that's the big thing because sometimes people think oh I'm the only one who has these insecurities no we all have them even Tom Brady has them where he's second guessing things but like you said in the middle of the game they need to be able to put that aside and really focus in on taking the actions to get to the end goal and a lot of times in life we get distracted we get pulled away from things because we're listening to the wrong voices we're listening to the wrong influences so it's important to know that we will have them but we also need to know how to work with them. And again, sometimes I'll say to clients to say, thank you, Gremlin Voice, for alerting me that there could be some danger ahead. But guess what? I'm an adult now. I can figure this out and I can make a plan so that I can move forward. And also, there's a famous book, Susan Jeffers, I believe is her name, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. (laughs) People should not expect that they're going to move toward their goals in a comfortable way. This is what growth is, being uncomfortable. And that's okay. That is the point of it, because then you grow into a new normal, into a new comfort zone. These are the things to think about with goal setting. And I know you probably, as an entrepreneur, working on your own and also working for other people, and you're on the hustle all the time, I'm sure there's been times where you've had to face certain fears in order to do certain projects or to put yourself out there. You have to sell yourself. Yeah, to a degree. And there's always the battle in my mind with what the goal is. Is the goal overall or are they moving goals? Is it a concept? Is Mm. that the goal? The goal Mm -hmm. may not be a dollar figure at the end of the year. The goal may be broadening the reach and that will help. What are the different ways? Because there's different ways to achieve the goal. There could be content on social media. There could Mm -hmm. be stuff that I do with Cat Country 98.1, which is the radio station that you and Brian broadcast from on a regular Mm -hmm. basis here in Providence, Rhode Island. I come in from time to time so Brian can run away for a week and enjoy himself. (laughs) We have some fun with Ben. Go stare at a wall (laughs) and then you get lucky when the queen dies and you have to deal with me on the air, which is a good time. That poor Ben. You uh, need some therapy around that, I no, think. You're I don't work. need the therapy. The British <laughs> the need the therapy. Need it, yeah, yeah I'm fine. <laughs> They're the ones that need the help. But the goal for me, it's complex because mm-hmm. I need to also work into my goal the time that I spend with my wife, Susan, and our right. daughter, Callie. Mm-hmm. It's the time to do fun things. And my life gets kind of crazy in different times. The last podcast that I was on, we were talking about the different seasons because Brian often gets asked, what the heck does Ben do? And to be you honest, do, you do it all. there's a few different things that I do, but in having a wife, a Mm -hmm. daughter, a family that I have to 
put things in the proper zone and not mm-hmm. spend too much time on certain things, but also make sure I'm working towards that goal of self-sustaining and keeping the lights on, keeping the mortgage I was going to say, keeping sure. the money rolling in too. And that's not always easy. With jobs, it can be straightforward. Okay, this is what you do and this is how much you make. But when you work for yourself, things can come in. You have to be able to plan for that too. Right. Like you could have a season where there's a ton coming in and then all of a sudden where it's less. Yeah. Maybe you can talk to this too, because I often think that if you're in that kind of situation like I am, and maybe a lot of people are, you also have to have different things in your life, different hobbies, activities where you can achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. It's something that is not, quote unquote, life and death. It's not critical. Right, right. I mean, honestly, that's where my grass and my lawn comes in because I've yeah. become this lawn nut and something that happened over <laughs> the pandemic. It's been fun. It's yeah. been something that even with my ADHD, I can see the results when I mm-hmm. cut the grass. It looks nice and put the stripes and everything and doing different things. So having something like that where it's a smaller thing mm-hmm. that I can see the satisfaction and see the goal and that gives me that fulfillment of, all right, I achieved something. That's the goal. The grass looks great or yeah. there's a problem. Can I solve it with mm-hmm. the drought? How do I fix that can't necessarily make it rain throughout mm-hmm. the summer, but there's different things that I can do. So it's expanding my mind and everything. Is that something that you talk to clients about? Okay, you have different categories of mm-hmm. goals. You have the overall, then you have the smaller, ah. quick achieve, instant gratification goals, if you, you will. You want things to help you to feel good and that you feel connected to. So the thing is, for you do have goals with your lawn. You love your beautiful environment. You have more control over saying, okay, what can I do to make this look better? I know you did the soil test. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but these are very important. So it doesn't have to always be about like work goals or balance goals. It can be about just living your passion. You may have a passion for cooking. You may have a passion for, like you said, having a hobby that there's something that you love, but making sure that you have more of that in your life. But sometimes we cut those short too and say, oh, I don't have time for that. Or, oh, that's not bringing in the money. Sometimes people, they very much prioritize certain things, how much money they're bringing in and stuff like that, which is fine. But it is good to have that balance with things that you're passionate about. And also, I talk to people about the fact that you can do things that help you to feel good. And then from there, you're going to get ideas on other things. So your brain is bringing you into this place where you're like, oh, you're opening up possibilities. So you doing your lawn, maybe sometimes you're doing it and you get a great idea about something else, a project you want to do or something that you want to do for your business. It allows your brain to say, oh, this is exciting. What else can I do? That's a great thing too, because it is tough. For me, I try to have goals about how much I'm going to do my blogging and I'm trying to create another side business. Sometimes we can get backed up with life stuff and procrastinating and being like, oh, forget it. This is too tough. I know for me, just dancing sometimes because I love dancing. So I'll just throw the music on, I'll dance and I'm just like, oh, I feel so much better now. I can go back to what I need to do. But I think that's a great way. Connecting to your passions will help you to reconnect with things that might be a little more challenging. Now, I know the conversation at some point today is going to go in the direction of managing those goals. But Mm -hmm. before we get to that, what happens and how do you recognize for your clients or how can people recognize when the goal has taken over in a not so positive way? Something that was meant to be fulfilling and happy Mm -hmm. has turned its ugly head and now has become an evil thing that's just destroying you. Yeah. How do you recognize that early? Mm-hmm. on and what can you do aside from 
from the, okay, cold turkey going to walk away. Right. I tell people about your emotional temperature, but taking that temperature on it and saying, okay, does this still give me the happiness that I was seeking? Is this really the direction I want to go in? I know for me, when I was in New York and I was a struggling actress and I was doing all sorts of things to try to audition for this and doing that, commercial work, some movie stuff. And at one point, it just stopped giving me that thrill anymore. And the rejection over and over again was just getting to be so wearing. And I remember turning to my now husband, then boyfriend, Mike, and I said, I don't want to come home because then I have to admit defeat. and I don't want people to think I'm a failure. So I'm just going to stay. He goes, oh, so you're just going to stay here and do the thing that you don't want to do anymore. And in my head at that moment, I said, yes, because I was all about what other people would think. So it took me a while to work through that, to try to finally get honest with myself and say, it's okay if we let go of old dreams. It's okay if we let go of old goals that don't serve us anymore. We are always changing and evolving. So being honest with ourselves and giving yourself a little time to grieve that too, because once I left that, I didn't know who I was. Like, okay, that was always my driving force to be a famous actress. Now what do I do? If I talk to my clients about this, allowing yourself to let certain things go, that will give you and clear some space so that you can open up to new things coming in. And for me, radio and then doing therapy and there was all these other things I was able to focus on doing life coaching after I let that goal go. And I've never regretted it. But at the Until time... they said, hey, Courtney, by the way, the fill-in host is Ben DeCastro. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, no, I love it. Wait ben, a second. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, sometimes we do have to let things go so yeah. that we can make a space for other things. And it's hard. It can be like a little grieving process. But allow yourself to feel that, to let go. And then allow yourself to say, just like they say, one door closes, the other door opens. What do I have an opportunity to do? And how can I use my skills? Something I've talked about in the past, I've mentioned it on here. I've talked about it in another podcast that I've been either interviewed on or part of is I've been a big fan almost for 10 years now of Michael Hyatt. He's got his own brand. When Thomas Nelson retired after Mm -hmm. 50 some odd years, he was the next guy to step in as the CEO, Michael Hyatt was. And he does a lot of time sensitivity and life coaching and just making sure that you're living your best possible Mm -hmm. intention and everything. And I've enjoyed some of his stuff, but his biggest thing is always what gets scheduled gets done. Mm -hmm. And it's important that when you're in that scheduling mode, you plan out time Time for goal setting. Mm-hmm. You look at what is realistic. Look, 10 goals in a day is not realistic. No, no. Three may not be realistic. Mm-hmm, right. But what is it that you're going to do and what are you going to use to keep yourself on track, keep yourself accountable? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you're saying yes to something, mm-hmm. that means you're also saying no to other to things. You else. may be yeah. saying yes to a big new project. And in doing that, you're also saying no to family time. Mm-hmm. Do you need to say that yes in order to help the bank account? How do you weigh that out? And it was kind of a thing back in the 80s and 90s that big boards or board of directors or whatnot would go on these retreats for a company or corporation. And then it kind of got poo-pooed because people like, oh, all you're doing is going up and just having a good time drinking and going to spas and then making a few goals and meetings and stuff. But that's starting to come back around Mm -hmm. the whole planning thing because you're right. It is that time where you take people out of their element. You take people out of every day out of that normal conference room or workplace Mm -hmm. environment 
put them in somewhere different to stimulate their ideas differently, yes. and they come up with a different idea, and they perhaps realize what you said. Right. Look, we need to let go of this plan because mm-hmm. this plan is not working. Let's stop trying to make it work. Let's let it go and focus our energy on this because we know we're going to have better success here, right. and this is more relevant. All great points, and what you were saying about, first I'll say about the scheduling, you need to schedule it in like it's any other thing that you would schedule, like for your kids or for your wife. We schedule a lot of things for other people or for our family, but when you're scheduling for goals, we need to do that too. We need right. to take our time back and say, okay, between 9 and 10, maybe I'm better in the morning, so I need to have some morning time when I'm sitting down, making a plan and breaking down this goal, or the afternoon is better for me. So it is very important to put it down in black and white and write it out and get very clear on that. The other thing I want to say, though, yeah, when they talk about like going to rah-rah sessions or going to like motivational sessions or when you're doing things like that where you're breaking down the goals and you go to like another place, a lot of times people complain and like you said, they'll say, okay, that's all great and fun for a little while, but then it wears off. Well, the thing of it is, like Zig Ziglar said, so is showering. <laughs> that's why we take a shower every day <laughs> because right. you take a shower, you feel fresh and clean, but then guess what? You need to do that every single day or every other, whatever. But the thing of it is, it's not a one and done. So when you start to feel that motivation and you're getting into it, yes, you need to schedule and you need to keep that motivation going and watch the YouTube videos. And like you said, go to certain people who can help with organization or little quick tips and stuff like that to keep your motivation going on the goal because it's not a one and done. You're not just going to feel motivated one day and then keep that motivation going for weeks. You need to have small things that can come in that can help to keep you on track. And a lot of times putting that time down can help. The other thing I want to mention was it's on Coursera. It's a free class, The Science of Well-Being. And I think it was from Harvard. They go into all these different things that are really great for us, like increasing social connection, gratitude, exercise, sleep, meditation, stuff like that, that have been scientifically shown that's very helpful for us in being happy. Well, one of the things they talked about goal setting and they brought up a thing called WHOOP. And I say, WHOOP, there it is. (laughs) W-O-O-P. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of the song, yes. The (laughs) CNC Fun Factory. (laughs) WHOOP, there it is. But it stands for Wishes, Outcome, Obstacles, and Plan. Okay. So basically, the whole idea being, okay, what are my wishes? What are my goals? Let me visualize this and make a plan. But the really important part about this is there will be obstacles. There will be things getting in the way. What's my plan to deal with those? If a friend calls and I get distracted or I start to feel low motivation and I'm getting frustrated, then what will I do? Say my goal is going to the gym three times a week. Okay, well, what could possibly happen? Well, what if I wake up and I don't feel like going? How about I put all my clothes together and the sneakers right there so it's easier for me to just get in my gym clothes. It'll be easier for me to go out to the gym. Like addressing the obstacles and barriers because that's what it is. We can't expect that we're not going to have them, right? Right. We're going to have them. Yeah. No, and that's something that applies to every form of business and every form of life. So many businesses, so many organizations, companies focus on removing those obstacles. Mm-hmm. How can we make it easier to get that endpoint sale, that acquisition, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be? And I think there's also a part of what you're saying, too. We're talking about those different retreats and those different things that are out there. Those are pretty expensive. Those can run mm-hmm. a pretty penny. Yeah. And part of that pricing structure may be, okay, you're going to pay a lot of money. A, you better pay attention while you're here. And mm-hmm. B, it's not something you can do every day. So take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. That way you can get back to work and get back to focusing. Mm-hmm. And whatever it is, whatever the area that you want to focus on, or you're going to put those goals or those different metrics in place, it's to help you realize that you're right. It's not a one and done kind no, of thing. No, no. And that's where 
where books come into play and like I said, TED Talks and going online. There's so many videos, oh my gosh, on YouTube and everything. Oh yeah, billions and billions of hours. Oh my gosh. So even if you just five minutes a day listen to something that helps to pump you up, that can be really helpful too. And then you can build that into your schedule. I just need a little something to say, hey, keep going down this trail. Because like I said, it's not always easy. The other thing is, we talked about before, our brains are always trying to stop us from doing something bigger because A, it's uncertainty. We're stepping into an uncertain place. And B, it just wants to protect us. And so a lot of times we have to address that. And one woman who does it, I don't know if you've ever heard of Mel Robbins. She had a show and she did a TED talk that blew up, but she talks about the 54321 method. And basically it's trying to override some of what our brain does because say the alarm goes off. She always uses this example and you're like, oh, I need to get up. But if you start thinking about that too much, your brain starts to rationalize like another five minutes, another 10 minutes or whatever. And a lot of times you're hitting snooze. (laughs) You're not getting up. And so you're preventing yourself from reaching your goals in that way because you're not committing to a certain amount of time. You're running late. You're all disheveled trying to get to things. So she said, I can't get up to start doing my goals. And she developed this method. As soon as the alarm goes off, she says, five, four, three, two, one. And she just gets up no matter how cold it is. She needs a trigger. (laughs) She needs a trigger. Yes. And what that does is instead of counting up, because counting up, you can go on forever. Yes. But five, four, three, two, one is definite. She said, and also counting backwards does something to the brain so that it doesn't engage in that normal conversation of talking you out of things. So it's something that you can bypass so that you can get yourself to action. So it's very interesting if people want to look that up. She does a lot of great work around that. Well, she's really just stealing the great work of Dick Clark because he was the one that said, hey, listen, ABC, CBS, NBC, if we count down from 10 to 1, then the new year will actually start. Otherwise, we're trapped in a vortex of this year never ending. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's funny, Ben. You're so funny, Ben. I know. You got right on it. If we're going to wrap this up, if we're going to boil this down to one thing, the Mm -hmm. question I do want to ask you is, to the person who is the extreme, whether they've just been absolutely obliterated Mm -hmm. with one goal that just destroyed them because they weren't able to reach it, whether it was because of outside influences or somebody or something, or if there's a person who is just so afraid of their own shadow. And I'm not saying that in a derogatory way because you don't know who those people Mm -hmm. are. They may be fooling you. But these are the people that are so afraid to set any kind of a goal or set something. I feel like those two... Those are two extremes. Two extremes, but Mm -hmm. they're both in the same boat. Mm -hmm. How do you approach that and get them to take that first step? Okay, let's get some progress here because even that might be too much for them. Yeah, of course. Having compassion, encouraging them to get some help around things if they need it. In therapy, a lot of times you need some help around the mental health issues, the depression, the anxiety, before you can get to saying, okay, I need to start my goals because it may trigger you just even thinking about stepping out of your comfort zone. So looking and seeing, do I need some help with this? Do I need some supports? What do I need to do around this? Do I need some resources? That may start to open your mind up to saying, oh, maybe I can start to make some new goals. And for the person who is saying, oh, I tried so hard with these goals and I'm so frustrated, looking at what you can pull from that. Just like when I let go of everything with my acting, but I pull from that now and I say, 
oh, it comes into with coaching, all different things and doing the radio. A lot of the stuff that I do, while it doesn't sound related, it is related. And so I feel like it was a very valuable time that I did that. Even though it didn't turn out the way that I thought it would, it brought me to a very valuable place and I learned so much. It enriched my life and it helps me to talk to people about failures and about things that don't work out and that's okay. And we can move beyond that. So your story is also there to help other people when they get to that part in their story too of like how to guide people and help them. So looking at it in a more empowered way is really helpful. But for the people who are really afraid, let's go with really, really baby steps. Sometimes you build that momentum and then I always remind them, look it, you were afraid to do this, but look how it turned out and you tried it. Really acknowledge yourself, have self-compassion and encourage yourself. And then once you start building on top of things, sometimes you can really make a jump. So having the hope in that as well, but definitely getting help around that if you need it. And if people need to reach out for help, where should they be going? Wellness at WCTK.com. You can come by and shoot me an email and I'll get back to you. And also we have great resources at catcountry.com, the wellness 411 page. If you're looking for a therapist, we have some resources there as well. Awesome. Folks, if you're listening to this, if any of these episodes, and of course there's a huge library of a variety of topics, go through, Mm -hmm. pick them out, put them on a playlist, especially as we're getting into the fall season. Maybe you're spending a little bit more time driving (laughs) indoors or doing something you want something to listen to. This is great content, so be sure to listen. And if you feel so inclined, subscribe, leave a review. Mm -hmm. It's always good anywhere you get your podcast content. (laughs) They are looking for the reviews because this kind of stuff can help anybody and your Mm -hmm. review can help suggest it. So that's great stuff. Thank you so much, Courtney. It was good to see you. And thanks for being here with me, Ben. Well, you know, I heard that the queen (laughs) passed, so it was a good opportunity. Oh, it's all about the queen. (laughs) I think he's obsessed. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. I want to